Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is Dearest Jesus at Your Word, ELW 520. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord, our podcast about Lutheran hymns. We have Lars Olson with us this week, and perhaps more importantly, we have our resident expert, Zachary Brockoff. That's, that's not a more important, maybe more important. That's definitely more important. Nice. Welcome, well, I don't know about that. I'm glad Mason's here, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, good buffer. Yep, yep. We are talking about Dearest Jesus at Your Word. It is... Um, the third Sunday after Epiphany. What do we know about the background and history of this hymn, Zachary? Well, we know that this hymn grew out of absolutely miserable circumstances. Nice. Um, our, our friend who who wrote this uh, uh, was uh, Tobias Klausnitzer, and you just have to, I have to say that because it's fun to say, but he writes this hymn, um, after the Thirty Years' War, and the hymn that that m- many people perhaps have have heard is associated with this is um, this particular time in history is now. Thank we all our God, where people are dying left and right, and they're burying uh, parishioners um, constantly. Um, we think it's bad that uh, you know attendance is down. Just imagine if your attendance disappeared overnight, you know, in in worship. And uh, uh, so this is what uh, Tobias was dealing with. And um, and yet he writes a hymn that that talks about why we bother to gather for worship, um, and and what God has to say uh, to us there. Um, I think it's an appropriate hymn for this particular weekend and the gospel text that's coming because when we hear um, Jesus say the light of the world has come and and there's obvious Old Testament references in here, um, we can think that it's it's so far in the past. Um, this is a promise God made. Jesus has fulfilled it, and that's nice. We're, we, we've sort of got these, we can put them side by side and, and show how the promises of Scripture are fulfilled and fail to recognize then that God actually has something to say to you now, uh, the people that are actually singing this hymn and have gathered for worship. So, um, this hymn, Dearest Jesus at Your Word, um, uh, really begins to address how the light of Christ has come uh, to us today and has something to say to us now. Yeah, this is about the calling of the disciples and Jesus beginning his ministry. And uh, it's easy to get stuck into the narrative of Jesus, you know, going around and saying, hey, you come follow me. And and uh, and then the healings get, get in there. But the, the narrative, the, the story, the gospel is always pushing that Jesus is going out to preach, to bring the word to people. Um, and so instead of getting caught in like, um, you know, what did, what did 
Peter, what happened to Peter in the boat and those kinds of things to say, to get right at the heart of the day is to say, Jesus is arriving to bring his word to the world, the word of God that the prophets used to give uh, to in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, right? right? Yes. Now has arrived and here is the word, not just being told it's coming, but is here arriving as the light of the world. Yes. Well, and I think it gives us some idea of um, why we why we gather for worship, um, which oftentimes is or can be very unclear. You know, um, there's there's so much else going on, uh, children to wrangle and um, schedules to manage and work to be done. And when we take the time, set aside the time for worship, um, this hymn says, "Here's why you're busy doing it." <laughs> right. And yeah. and to to your point earlier too, to say that that is the light. The word of God is the light that comes into the deepest darkness of the world. That's what we're after. And to be reminded of that even in worship, um, not with all the petty things and the and the small irritations, but to say no, this comes in the midst of mass death and destruction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the history helps us there. The first stanza also tells you pretty clearly that um, you're here, uh, and yet, and yet. Uh, the promises that that God is going to give you um, draw you, as the hymn says, wholly up to heaven. Um, you're no longer, uh, of course, of course, you are sitting in the world with your with your snot nosed kid in the pew next to you who won't stop uh, stop moving. But but the promise brings you completely out of this somewhere else. Right. And and this is the light that's come. So um, uh, yeah, I think we can we can look at those. You know the 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 passages those who have who have sat in darkness on them light has dawned. Well, the light is is dawning now, and that's that's right. the point. It also there's a there's you can hear it in the second stanza um, where it says all our knowledge sense and sight lie in deepest darkness, um, shrouded, shrouded. See through this right. right now. Here you can hear that obviously in the way the hymn writer probably intended it um, that that he's sitting in in uh, surrounded by death on right. all sides. However, you can also hear this I think in the way Luther talks about uh, apart from the spirit. You, you do not know anything of Christ, uh, not by Can't. my own reason. You, you, you will not. Uh, and, and sure enough, the next line, till your spirit breaks the night. So um, uh, all, of, all of these, uh, it says, good thoughts and good living come but by your gracious giving, simply saying there's, there's no room for uh, good work apart from Christ. Uh, who can forgive... Um, who can forgive uh, you in the midst of your uh, your mistakes, <laughs> and and this is this is what makes it truly good is his forgiveness. So that's how I hear how I'd hear that, uh, and and why you would bother singing it, um, because apart from Christ, we are trapped in darkness. Um, yeah, it the, says it says that the fourth stanza though is written by somebody else. Why? Right. Why? How did that get included in this? So uh, it's anonymous. Uh, it. We really don't know uh, where it comes from. The, the translation, somebody else translated it, but we don't know where the stanza comes from. And um, in one sense, it looks like it ends like so many hymns do, in praise to the Trinity. Father, uh, Son, Holy Ghost, many hymns end this way um, as a reminder of the God we're, we're singing to and, and worshiping at the time, the Trinity. But um, I think it tells us more about... Uh, Again, what we're busy doing. Um, the second line, grant us what we need the most, all your gospel's consolation. 
um, out of all the prayers that we have, um, out of all the difficulties it might be to get to worship on Sunday morning, um, it says, most importantly, uh, break the darkness, send your light, this is what we need. Um, the thing most needed is the consolation of the gospel. And, and this is finally where, where, the, where the scripture reading ends up with Jesus actually preaching. <laughs> right. So uh, that same word that Christ has preached is the message, uh, is the reason the church exists today. It's the reason we, we've gathered to do this. Um, whether we're here on earth dealing with our earthly cares, uh, watching death all around us, or in heaven around the throne, it is the gospel that, that we need. Not to hop back to stanza three, but I, I do want to ask this question. That sure. Stanza three asks God to be pleased with our songs and prayers. I mean, what makes a song pleasing to God? Is that something that we can actually do? Well, right. Um, it's it's not to sing uh, all our favorites, nor is it to sing all the hymns we don't know, right? Struggle uh, in, in, in singing to God. And you're going to learn to like it. You're really, you know, eat your peas kind of a situation. Um, that's not what God has in mind at all, um, and not what this hymn has in mind um, either. So it says, it asks that Jesus send his light um, to help our hearing, speaking, and heeding, that our prayers and songs may please you. And what we're what we're asking really is when Christ sends sends His light. Uh, that light, of course, is is Christ, um, is God Himself in the flesh. And when God comes, then uh, I like I like the passage uh, which says, um, "It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom." Nothing would please God more than to give you eternal life in his Son. And so when, when Christ comes to give this light, God is then pleased, right, with this gift um, uh, for those who sit in darkness. Um, that, I think, really is what, what the hymn's after. Um, our songs are pleasing to God uh, when they simply when they are simply given back to God in saying and and preaching to one another, here's this light uh, right. come to you. This is how God is pleased, not in better mu- musicianship, better melodies, m- more more some kind of heartfelt singing. No. That's not the point. No. The point is, are our hymns and prayers um, uh, giving faith? Are yeah. they proclaiming Christ? Well, and the hymn picks that up, help our hearing exactly. when we know where the what we are to hear. Right. Is God's message. Yep. Well, there are other hymns that could be selected for this week uh, with uh, um, the Matthew 4. What other hymns might we look for and what should we think about for those hymns? Yeah. So there's one um, on the list this week that's um, sort of a, di- it's not quite direct, but fairly direct lifting of the words um, out of out of the, the, the beginning passages of this scripture, um, arise, your light has come. The latter half of those stanzas, um, I think, start to make it sound like we're going to take the light and do something with it. So it's why I didn't necessarily put it first, but it's on the list because it picks up some of the imagery, and I think that can be helpful if you um, frame it in the proper context. Another one um, picks up actually on the latter portion of this passage, which which Lars, you referenced, and... Um, uh, Christ's calling of the disciples, come follow me, the Savior spake. Um, and then some uh, will 
are, are simply, again, going to tell us what the light is here to do. And uh, that's a, a semi-contemporary uh, hymn um, written in the, in the 1960s or 70s, as I recall, um, uh, Thy Strong Word, um, which tells us what the, what the light uh, will do. Um, actually, uh, the great the great line from there is, "Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous." Yes. Uh, nobody talks quite like this any longer, but um, that's why it doesn't sound like a contemporary. It hymn, doesn't sound but contemporary, but it is. Um, it really is, and and came out of Concordia Sem- Seminary in the Missouri Synod. Uh, but it's across Lutheran hymnals, so um, it tells you what that what that light is. Um, it is the word of God in the flesh, and what He has to say. 